Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Grit and Gravitas, Annie Carnathan, here we are again. I love, it's the highlight of my week when we're doing our uh, podcast and recording. We have a super exciting guest. I feel I say that every time, but I mean that. (laughs) I mean that every time. Uh, Yes, you do. Yes. It's heartfelt. We are welcoming, and this is actually our second Nashville guest. We're, we're on a roll here. Danielle Breezy with ABC2 News in Nashville. Woo! Uh, Danielle, welcome to the Grit and Gravitas podcast studio. We are coming to you from Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, right outside of the capital city of Harrisburg. And you are in my home away from home, Nashville. So welcome to Grit and Gravitas. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I mean... I don't know if you know this, I'm from outside of Philadelphia in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. So Philly, Philly girl, PA girl right here, living in Nashville, but loving it. There you go. Good. So we've got a little of the North-South thing going on too ourselves, and, and we're excited about that. And I have to tell you a personal message from Monica Bishop Gallagher, who works for me in Nashville, who happens to be my awesome daughter-in-law as well. She is your number one fan. So we were just, you're, you're always on her TV. She loves, loves, loves you. So I'm bringing you, uh, yeah, uh, lots of love from Monica, too, who is in Nashville as we speak. Oh, I love Monica. She's the best. Yeah. I know. Why I are know. we in Nashville? Why are we sitting? <laughs> what in the world are we doing? We got to get to Nashville, girl. I know. So you're a Philly girl, and I know that's a thing. So that's a big culture thing. My brothers live in Philadelphia as well. And a Cornell grad. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I am. So I'm from Philly, went to Cornell for my degree in meteorology. So when people always say like, oh, she's the cute weather babe or the weather <laughs> gal. No, I'm, I'm a degree meteorologist, a degree scientist. I've got my chops. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, and I'm a little sassy because I am from Philly. So, you know. that. Well, there you, we like sass. We Bring are, on the sass, we are, girl. We got yeah. a lot of sass right, right back at you. That's how we show love. So uh, my first question, Anne normally does this, Danielle, but how in the world did you know from age eight that this is what you wanted to do? Like, how does that even happen? I mean, I think uh, you talk to a lot of meteorologists truly that like love the science and the weather. And I mean, we just all kind of get it. We just like grew up as weather nerds. We loved it. We were fascinated with it. You know, growing up outside of Philly, we had a ton of snowstorms. Um, when I was born outside of Erie, Pennsylvania, that's where I was, like, was born at. Uh, we had a tornado outbreak in 1985, one of the biggest ones, the great tornado oh, outbreak wow. of 1985. So all that kind of was in my head and I really always loved weather and then a meteorologist by the name of Glenn Hurricane Schwartz, who is the chief. Heck yeah! Yeah. Good, yeah! Good name right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came to my school in eighth grade for career day. And um, yeah. I just was hooked after that. I was like, oh my gosh, you can like do something in TV, but still do the weather. And That's cool. It was just everything. It all came together. Did you ever tell Glenn about that serendipitous moment with, with him coming to career day? 
Well, not only did I tell him, I told my parents about it. And, you know, you guys know this a little bit more than some of the kids these days, but they told me to write him a letter to say thank <laughs> you. And so we didn't have email back then. So yeah. I wrote him a handwritten letter, left him my telephone line, my home telephone line, because I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> and um, he called me. He invited me to the station. I got to go up and meet him when I was in, I think it was like ninth grade, early ninth grade. And then we became, he became my weather mentor. So I interned with him. He's helped me throughout my career. I call him my weather dad fondly. Um, oh, you know, he was invited so to my fun. wedding. Went to his wedding. We're very, very close. I just saw him. I was at the Jersey Shore and we had lunch with him the other week. He just retired after like 45 years on TV. Oh, yeah. Now, where in the Jersey Shore did you go? Last week, we were in Avalon, Stone Harbor. Where were you? Stone Harbor. That's our place. <laughs> That's our jam. That's your place. We went Everybody there every Philly year growing does. up. Yeah. And honestly, I, I never, ever, ever get tired of it. And even Avalon, to me, isn't Stone Harbor, even though they're separated by a mile, right? <laughs> um, I agree. I think if you grew up going there, you know what that's I mean? Right. Like that's how I did. And my dad grew up going there. You know, it's just been like generations of everyone going. Right. My husband, he's from California. The first time he went with us to the Jersey Shore, he was like, where is everyone from Pennsylvania? Go <laughs> Do they all go to the Jersey Shore on the weekend? Because it was so much yes. traffic. And I'm like, that's exactly what happened. Well, and from Philly, Danielle, it's not even an hour. You know, right. you jump on the Garden State, you go in Atlantic City, and you're in, right? And so right. the town of Stone Harbor, though, still is a throwback, right? And and so many families, the beach is real wide. I digress, Anne. Yeah, I We're know. We're here to talk we about have, like, serious Danielle's professional. Stuff. Sorry, man. She's a Philly girl. I'm all in. I'm all in immediately, right? I'm well, having a girl crush moment. I'm just telling you. I know. You. She'll be taking yeah. us down the cheesesteak route in a minute. So we're just staying. Yes. We're, go we're go going back on the weather. So you do know. We kind of have a thing for meteorologists. I've, I'm loving that. We've had Ginger Z on, and I know that you have hosted uh, Good Morning America a couple times. Have you not on the weekends? Is that tell us about that? Yes. So first of all, Ginger, I love. I'm glad you had her. She's love one of her. my dear yeah. friends. Well, we kind and of we got the book. We got her. We her got her book. book you got her was, gut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I have, her, I have her book too. Um, her books, plural. Um, but I would say this, like, yes, I've gotten a chance. So I'm very lucky that I work. I've been in ABC now for a lot of years, probably over 10 years almost now. Oh, wow. Because I worked at ABC in Boston too. Now, both of those companies, technically not ABC owned, owned so not owned by this, you know, the ABC group that's national, right. but they're familiar with their ABC talent. And so... When I was talking to my bosses at work, they asked me, you know, what challenges are you looking for to keep you growing here in Nashville? And I said, I would love to do some national work if there's possibility for that. Awesome. And so my general manager reached out and told them about me. Well, they had already known about me and they were like, yeah, let's use her to fill in. And so um, That's I've, awesome. been doing, I've been doing a lot of fill in work and I've actually... It was pretty crazy. My first time, I've been doing a lot from Nashville in the beginning. And then right. they asked me to come up to New York to fill in. And my first day filling in New York was the big studio for Ginger because she had had the week off. And so I'm in with, you know, Michael Strahan, yeah. George Stephanopoulos, the big dogs. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, hi, here we are. Okay. <laughs> I love that. But we had a great, but we had a great time. It was, it was, it's a lot of fun. They do it so right up there. They treat you so right. It's so easy. You know, there's so much help around you. So, you know, I, I really think it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to kind of keep my craft 
honing and continue to grow in what I do every day. So I love that 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 you answered to your bosses like I I I would like to be in national media. A lot of times, uh, and we've mentored many younger women. We say you you have to make your list of what your big high gear goals are, and you have to go after them. Connect with people who can help you make that happen. Uh, so tell me about. I mean, Nashville's not a small market from. 11 years ago, when we first dropped our son off at Belmont University, there we should have bought a house then. Let me just tell you that, because homes were about $150,000 around Belmont. Well, now you wouldn't touch one for under a million. It's insane. But your market's, you know, fairly significant now. So how, what was the quantum leap to, to go to New York City then and, and be in the Good Morning America studio? Did you feel like, yes, I can do this? Or were you pretty like, oh, this is really the big leagues? Well, I feel like, you know, I've done, you know, my career path and I've been very smart about how I've done things and where I've gone in my markets. But before I worked in Nashville, I was in Boston. So, you know, that's a definitely a huge market. Yes, yes it is. And I did weekend mornings there um, and I loved it. And I worked at the number one station, the ABC, it's the powerhouse. And um, then I had this opportunity there where my husband and I looked at each other. We got, we got engaged, we were getting married and he said, Let's do this now. What markets are we going to you know, decide to jump on if something happens? Because one of us is going to get a call someday. And to be a <laughs> chief meteorologist is a big deal. And I had that goal on my list. Like you talked about goals. That was my goal to do by 40. Well, I got to the chief job in Nashville, which is market. I went from market nine in Boston to 29 in Nashville. And I got that at 31. So I got down here at 31 years old. And, you know, had been a chief and kind of ingrained. I got very lucky. They did a nice job with introducing me to the market. The good news is when I got here, there was a lot of change happening. Like a lot of the chiefs were retiring. They had been here for 25, 30, 40 years. So it was a good time to come into the market, you know, to start out and really get your name out there. And the chief that retired here, she did a nice job of we worked together for a month. Like I interviewed with her That's to make nice. sure I yeah. wanted to come to the job. And she kind of held my hand, passed the baton to me on air, behind the scenes. And I really think that that was awesome. And it just shows how great it is with women empowering women. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And she was like, you're going to do this and you're going to be here for a long time. And then from that, you know, that helps. Then you get your chops as the chief and you're doing all this new stuff. And, you know, down in Nashville, all you do is get tornadoes. So it's like <laughs> crazy weather. So we've been bombarded for the last six years. So we're always in the national headlines. So I think people know about us. They watch us. They watch our coverage. And so from there, I think going to New York, I think I was ready to do it. You know, it was like my next general step. It's always nerve wracking. If you don't have any nerves, I don't think you're really doing the best of your ability. Like you should be a little anxious or nervous. I get anxious right. and nervous before severe weather days. So that's a good thing. I think that means you're excited and you're getting your chops wet. But once I was there, I mean, you know, everyone's really nice. You find a connection with everyone like Robin Roberts. She used to work in Nashville. Aww. So she's like my Tennessee girl. Like, hey. yeah. Great. And the, oh, that's awesome. crew, and the weekend crew there is so nice, by the way, like all of them, you know, Eva, Janae, Wit. They make it so easy. They have so much fun. We're always talking in commercial breaks. I feel like we're getting in trouble because we come back on air and we're still talking about something funny. But yeah. Can you say hot, great. Mike? I, I want to go back, Danielle, to a real subtlety in that in that story. And it was you saying, I wanted to make sure I wanted to be here. And when you have preparation, experience, a plan, 
that you're able to pivot. I do think we need to feel more as if it's a 50-50 proposition, right? We're not in a subservient position to just sort of take what we can get. We're basically kicking the tires to make sure it's a good fit. And so what enabled you to really say, is this where I want to be, right? What, what were some of the factors within you that, that enabled you to have that confidence to say, hey, wait a minute, you're the employer, but it's really important for me too to make the best decision. You know, I think that comes, I mean, as you, I would say, first of all, I think experience, right? You know, you start, you grow in your career. And I think in the beginning of your career, unfortunately, you really have to just work. And that's the big thing. And I tell all the young people, you know, you have to work, you have to have a good attitude and you really got to do it. But I mean, innately, my my internal body clock is on like 110% all the time. So I am always <laughs> thinking about the next move, moving. Like there's no, people always say, do you ever sleep? And it's like barely, but you know, that's, that's kind of my like personality. And I always want to do more. But I would say that like, yes, I think the thing is you have to have confidence. Um, and you have to know that you are, you have to know your worth. And I know that I put out the best product that I can do every day and I give 110% and I have a good attitude when I do it so that I know that, you know, it's, if I'm ready for this, I'm going to take the next step. Like with Boston, what I knew is I knew there was no movement for me forward in my career there, that I would probably be on weekends for a good substantial while, which is an amazing job. And some people love it. It works well with their situations, if they're kids and childcare, all that stuff. But for me, I knew I was like, I want more than that. Like in my head, I had other ideas and I had things I wanted to hit and goals I wanted to do. So with that in mind, I knew I was like, okay, it's time to step out and start thinking about where would I go? Now, when you're by yourself, you can kind of go anywhere, right? Like you can just go, but right. once you have a partner which I'm very thankful for my partner. You know, he's a great guy and he is in the business too. He does radio. So he gets it though. He understands it and he gets that we may have to pick up and move for somebody's big job or for even his job. You know, it's, it goes both ways. And so for this move, we, it kind of made sense though, because for Nashville, it was a music city. So for him, even though it's more oh, yeah. known as country music, let me right. tell you something. It's every kind of music here. It's right. everything happens here. It's one of the top hubs for writing. All the pop stars now come through here. I mean, it's a big deal. And so for us, it just made sense. And he took the leap of faith. He didn't have a job right away, but then he ended up getting a really great job from it. So I think sometimes it's all about timing. It's all about perseverance. And it's all about, you know, everything works out when it's supposed to work out. But you also have to work really hard and you have to have a really good positive attitude. Well, business vitamin, Ann, and you she can just set said that about up at no, know your worth. <laughs> I, I, what I got out of that, know my worth. Yeah. I yeah. know what I'm worth and somebody better value my skill set as much as I do. That's what I heard. And that, that is, that, that's all the elements right. and variables Danielle just listed so succinctly. But know your worth, everybody. Well, you exude confidence, Danielle. And I think that probably, <clears throat> so background, uh, I own a PR firm. So Monica and, and the rest of my team were, we work with media all the time. And, you know, kudos to you for doing live on air uh, 
news and broadcasts, weather, live weather events as well. Not everybody, like one fewer than 1% of the population is skilled and resilient enough, confident enough to go on live air. True, I mean, public just, speaking. Yeah. I mean, it right. just, it's its own animal. And I would only put my clients on that I know really are masters of their subject, know how to segue when they need to. But um, so your confidence probably comes in, in your core skills of being able to have, uh, you know, we talk about gravitas. You have gravitas. It is that presence, even in, a, you know, we can see uh, on our digital setup. You exude confidence. You probably put all your guests at ease or whoever you're interviewing. Um, and that's a great quality to have and make them feel at ease that they're going to respond to you the way you need to. But, you know, being having a high gear goal and understanding charting your career, uh, working with your spouse or, or partner in achieving that, I, I think is, you know, it sounds like they're easy steps. They're not easy steps to do. No. And it's, it sounds to me like from age eight, right? It, it's <laughs> sort of this, I have to get there. Did you realize at that point, Danielle, it was so much science? Um, I did know it was, a yes, I did know it was a lot of science. I actually, so I chose, cor it, it's interesting because Penn State, would have saved my parents a bungalow of money because yeah. it's <laughs> yes. state. And, you know, one out of every four meteorologists goes there. So it's a very well-known program. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah very, that. yes. Very, yeah, very big. much. Very yes. Big. Very big. Yep. But I was like, mm, if I can get into an Ivy League school, I want to go there. And then, you know, nobody had done that, like in my, you know, nuclear family. And so I was like, I want to try to go there. And I want to... The reason I wanted to also go there is I want to expand my roots. I've always been a person right. that didn't want to, my mom calls me the person that never wanted to stay home. Like I wanted to meet people, see people, yeah. learn about things. And so by going to Cornell, like I had a huge high school, you know, I had like 3000 kids in my high school going to Cornell on my floor alone. The people I met, my girlfriends the first year that are some of my best friends, you know, there was one from Jersey, from one from New York, one from Hawaii, one from Oklahoma. So right. I met all these people from all around the country and got to know all these different backgrounds. And I thought that was really neat to do that. Now, I also chose Cornell because if the science was too hard, I figured, well, if I get a degree out of Cornell, that's a really good school to get a degree from no matter what you do. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But I was able to hack it. I was able to hack the science. I mean, it's not easy. I'll tell you that much. And I will say... Cornell is a heavily researched school. So I tell my interns this all the time or kids that are thinking about going there. It is not for the broadcast meteorologist necessarily. Like they want you to go into research. For me to go into broadcast, I had to make my own path while even there. So I made connections with ABC and Elmira, New York. So this guy saw me writing on the Daily Sun, the newspaper. I was the first meteorologist, female that is, to write for the Cornell Daily Sun in like oh, wow. the early 2000s. And that paper was around since like 1889. So <laughs> it was crazy. And this guy picked it up, saw my picture, saw my column. And he was the GM of ABC Elmira. And he invited me to come to the station and he let me fill in. So I filled in at age 20 on television, like doing it. On, now I was like a deer in headlights. You think I was confident? No, I was like, but I did the weather and I think that that helped, you know, and then I got that program kind of set up so that Cornellians, as they were good and going into broadcast could go over there and fill in. 
And then I also worked with Ithaca College and did the weather over there. Oh, yeah. But I had to figure out those paths on my own. Nobody gave them to me. So I think- Well, they're the path least traveled, right? Right. Yes. Uh, to, to interrupt and be like somebody in sports journalism going to Syracuse, well, duh, right? Or going to Northwestern, right? They're, they're the obvious things, but it's not necessarily writing at the core the way Penn would be, for instance, or, or another Ivy League that, that, that writers are, are flocking to, right? So not to interrupt you, but that's, she's crazy smart. She's very, <laughs> very strategic, right? Because you got the the core we almost only have STEM. elite guests on here. Well, you know that. clearly, but she's she's <laughs> she's a she's a tour de force. But that that ability to to chart out the path and say I'm going there yeah. is crazy smart. But right? women have to. I, so I love that Danielle, and part of what we want to impart on our younger listeners and and viewers that are watching video is how to do that. Because lots of times I've had conversations with my Monica uh, who graduated from Penn state. And she would say like, and she has a PR degree. Like I didn't know I could, I didn't know I should reach out uh, to the president of Penn state before I leave the campus, all these things I was saying. And so I love that this kind of thing, if you don't see a path at your university or your, your college, make one, don't, don't wait for someone to open the door for you. Knock on that door Seek the best people, the smartest people in the room. Introduce yourself. It's very simple. I don't know one CEO, and you probably don't know one person in broadcasting, who would turn down a young person's invite to coffee or you know an email request to just pour some of that wisdom back into the next generation. So they, they should ask. Create those lofty goals and then surround yourself with the best and brightest that will help you start climbing that ladder or getting the career, you know, whether Boston, Nashville, New York, wherever that is. Tell well, us a I mean, little bit. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, I was going to say that's exactly it. And I would tell, I tell the people, so I've, you know, I've interns every summer. Um, I never, like you said, if someone emails me a high school student, middle school student, a parent with a little kid that's interested in right. whether a Girl Scout troop wants to earn their badge, they come into the studio with me. I go out to schools all the time because I think that's super important. And what I tell them all is, I t and especially as they get towards the age of possibly going into weather or even in college and they're thinking, okay, what am I going to do for my TV jobs? I said, don't be afraid to reach out. When I was going for jobs, a lot of the times what I would do is... Even if I wasn't in the market yet, I would email a chief meteorologist if I was on vacation somewhere and say, can I pop in and just say hi? That's so cool. And they would, That's so and cool. they would let you in. They let you in the door normally. And right. then a lot of times they introduce you to the news director. All of a sudden that news director remembers you 10 years down the line and like calls you and says, hey, totally. I, met, I met you when you were 20. What do you think now? Like, you know, that kind of a thing. So it's like, just go get it. Go get it. And it's what there. Hurricane did for her. So she's paying it forward. Go get it. And so <laughs> I always, this is maybe, I don't know, a stereotype, but I equate STEM with not the personality you have. And I would say the exact same thing about Ginger. Like you're oh, both yeah. crazy, crazy smart, but you, you have also this dynamic way to communicate. You know, and to interpret that data in a simple way, simple, not easy, right? But do it in such a way that we all understand it who are not STEM people, right? And so was that a natural transition for you to combine those two? I think it definitely takes a little time. I mean, I think when I first went on the air, 
you know, you get, you get in your head, like you want to be a meteorologist, right? So you want people to take right. you seriously. And right. They, you want them to think you're credible. So you talk more sciencey and you talk more, like you think you're supposed to talk like a meteorologist. But then I remember one of my mentors saying, Danielle, the truth is until you turn into yourself on TV, oh, you're not going to be great. the best version of yourself. You need to great. be you. Because if you're not your authentic self, and there are people, believe me, I've watched TV. There's not some, there's some people that aren't that genuine. Like you can tell they're, they're phoning it in or whatever. It comes across. People can read you. So it's better to just be you. So that's why I try to tell the interns, like, don't emulate being me. Emulate being you. And, you know, and bring the science in without being too scientific. Like I remember one news director said, you can't, don't talk, like, Danielle, that's going above my head. And I was like, okay, got it. So I always think like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Almost like I think yeah. like that, but like, how am I going to explain this? But in a way that the public understands. And then I just have to remember what's the most important information. So my thing is, you know, it's explaining that there's, you know, when there's severe weather, like there's the threat, not getting too technical, but just saying like, Hey guys, all the ingredients are right. It's going to be here tomorrow or it's going to be here tonight. Here's the, the biggest thing is like timing. People want to know the timing you know, the threats. Do I need to get ready to get into my tornado shelter tonight? Or is it just severe storms? What's happening? That kind of a thing. But it is, it, it's hard. I mean, it takes time. I think it takes time and it takes, you know, years of working on it and getting comfortable with it. Now, I think too, for me, it also helped when I went to Oklahoma City. Like my first job was in Salisbury, Maryland, strictly weather. I went to Oklahoma City, I did weather, and then I started doing feature reporting. And oh, I think cool. that part of the job on air, interviewing people, getting to know people, yep. that stuff made me more myself on television because I storytelling. Like, yes. Yes. Storytelling. Exactly. You were telling stories and weather is a story. Right. No, that's all. Awesome. She has to be hurrying. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, on our bucket list, Danielle, is we are going to do several grit and gravitas from Nashville. So we are absolutely going to loop you into that. And uh, Monica is trying to find just the perfect spot for us to broadcast. And, yeah, I'm already going to weep because it's going to be over in four minutes, just <laughs> like that, right? It's already too but it's short our, of a time. It's our show. So yeah, so we can make it as long as we want, actually. Um, quick question for you, Danielle. What uh, do you have an experience? What was one of your most, you know, shocking experiences on air or surprise or something you had to really pivot uh, when you were, you know, doing, do, doing, yeah. and you probably have a few of these. I don't know that you were knocked over by a wave, but whatever, you know, any interesting <laughs> s stories while you're uh, broadcasting weather. I will tell you, I feel like Oklahoma City was an interesting one for me because we had these bit, we had this huge studio. Like, so we had two studios. So when you did weather, you had to like walk to another studio, then walk back, then sit on a couch. And and two of my silly stories from there are one time as I was walking back, you basically hear me like you don't see it because you know I'm walking yeah. and the graphic is full, and I cut my like hit my toe on the stoop and flew <laughs> no. over it, oh, fell no. on the ground. And my anchors all see, they're like, whoa. And I'm like, ow. And then I get up, they're like, she just tripped on her way back. And then I like sat down and it was brutal. I had like black and blue marks and we, they were zooming in on it the whole day. Like, like I she so I definitely have fallen. I have definitely fallen on air. Um, oh. I ripped a dress on air. Oh, that's like, awful. Sat down and it went, <laughs> no, so, no, 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 no. 
And then they duct taped. Then they duct taped it and kept zooming in on the duct tape for the rest of the morning. I mean, Fox was a fun show in Oklahoma City. We had a large morning show, so and it went on and it was sillier. So we definitely did some of that in Boston. When I was in the middle of a snowstorm, I was like out there and they were recording on me and I didn't even know. And I was like, whoa, 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 wind. And like, I got like blown. And then they used, they used that on like the <laughs> national show that night. They're like, Danielle, meteorologist Danielle Breezy's testing those 60 mile per hour winds. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So, so I definitely had some interesting moments um, in weather, and, and especially in Boston, because I did all the snowstorms. They kind of yeah. called me like the the snowmageddon gal because we had the most snowiest winter ever in Boston when I was there, of course, go figure. And so then I'd be out there on Cape Cod, not in the summer, but in the middle of a like blizzard with stuff coming after me. But people would bring me food. They would shelter me. It was great. I had a oh, great awesome. Time. Awesome. So how can our uh, listeners and fans, because we have a lot of fans, right? We have we a do. tremendous <laughs> amount of fans. How can they follow you, Danielle? What social channels are you on? Oh, yeah. I'm on pre- I'm on pretty much everything. I mean, Danielle Breezy Good. TV is Facebook and Instagram. And I okay. think I'm that on Cameo, TikTok. Yeah, I joined Ooh. TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing. Admitting that now fully. <laughs> um, and then Twitter. I'm also on Twitter, just Danielle Breezy. Um, and if you want, you know, if you're in Nashville... It's ABC WKRN in Nashville. I'll yes. be on Good Morning America next weekend again, filling oh, in from Nashville. And then fun. Labor Day so that will be too. August. What? Well, this is going to air after that, but yeah. <laughs> so I got to get on Cameo and have her record something for me or for the company. There you go. I'm happy to do it. This girl, I'm telling you, she's no. So we she's are and, fire. And while you're in Nashville, you guys are having awful weather to rain and flooding. I know Kentucky's having really bad uh, yeah. weather too. So no, Danielle, you uh, we're gonna we're gonna meet in person because that's that's one of our high gear goals, and we're gonna do grit and gravitas uh, recording live from Nashville. Oh my God, we cannot, you cannot keep teasing me like this. Let's just go. Let's just get there, you know? Let's do it. I know, it's going to give me a reason. I got to find another outfit, a, uh awesome kick A outfit, because I'm sure yeah, on camera, I, I really want to know the secrets too of wardrobes for you, meteorologists, and the rest of the women. Well, you and Danielle are on. winning the day. You both are. No, I got to find your tips and secrets, how you find your best outfits when you're on air. That's what I need to know. And thank you, Danielle. 30 minutes goes like that. You know how fast it goes. But from my Philly, Pennsylvania heart, you are fabulous. And you I can't are. thank you enough for the time. And can't I think I love weather you. more now because of yes. you. So I, I want to now pay more attention besides take shelter. Yeah, I want to know. Go Eagles. <laughs> go Eagles. I say go birds. Thank yeah, you guys so much. Baby. Thank Have a great you. weekend, Danielle. Have a high thank gear you. day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.